anything goes with these cats. Am I fucking this up? <laughs> Hi, you're listening to... Oh, crap, I forgot myself. Um, <laughs> Hi, this is Christina Walkinshaw, and you're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Kathleen and Dave on XM Lap Attack. Yeah, call me. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? Tonight we have a chance to say, yeah, you're right. We're too extreme, we're too wild, we're too out of control, we're too full of our own shit. Or we have a chance to say, hey, fuck you, you're wrong. Fuck you, we're right. And you thought your mother catching you masturbating was uncomfortable. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? Dave Martin. What have we got here? A fucking comedian. And Kathleen McGee. And I'll execute every motherfucking last one of you. Can you dig it? All right, we're back here for one more week. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, No Holds Bar Talk Show, all that regular horseshit that we used to say, but we're not saying anymore. Here he is, Darren Frost, and alongside Darren is the lovely and talented Kathleen McGee. There she is. <laughs> oh, that was great, Dave. Yeah. Thank you. Woo. I love how he says, here we are one more time. I like, know. Like each week we're on a balance and it's, oh, they're going to let us back in the building. Well, it's like how you uh, express yourself for every show that you yep, do. It absolutely. could be the last time that you can see This might here. be the last one. This might right. be the last one. That might be the last one. We always hear those grumblings on the way out of here. So. Uh, the threats. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the thinly veiled threats. Ah, it's over. Ah. We're, we're never doing this again. I'm never. going to walk. That's it. Fuck this shit. It's going to be you and Kathleen. I hope Kathleen you can do her tranny buddy. voice talks us all back. Oh That's my God. Works. I'm always the voice of reason, even if it's really, really <laughs> That's right. transsexual. That's right. Uh, big week for everyone here, wasn't it? Right? I had a couple shows on the road that were horrible, and we'll talk about that. But more importantly, let's get to Dave's weekend. Dave, you had a great weekend, didn't well, you? Well, I wouldn't say. Well, I, uh, the, the weekend itself was uh, fine. Uh, there were uh, three shows in Ajax that mm-hmm. weren't uh, uh, anything uh, to write home about. But on uh, Thursday, uh, Charlie Sheen uh, came to Toronto, and right. uh, Thursday and Friday he was uh, in town. And I went to the uh, Thursday show. Now, if you asked me if I really wanted to go, the day that they announced that he was doing live shows, I would have been like, fuck yes, yes, I want to go there. Please let me be there. Right. But then by the time the actual show came around, I was sort of on the fence of just like, ah, do I really want... Because he kind of turned into that annoying guy at the party that just would not shut up. Right. And he, you know, some just some guy all cranked out on blow that you're sort of like, okay, I get it, that's all right. That's the you... problem with the Charlie Sheen thing. It was so cool for a week. It was awesome. But that's the whole thing. It, burned, it. it burns bright, it, fast, and it's over. It burned out way too fast, and it's it burned out even before the finish, the end of the tour, but go on, you, you have... And it was 100 bucks a ticket, right? Like that's how much once well, you factor in all you, the costs. Uh, yeah, you could have gotten like larger like uh, meet and greet packages. Um, seven hundred dollars, I heard. Yeah, like seven hundred dollars. Seven hundred dollars for that. Fuck. You know, to, to shake a uh, like a, a sweaty meth head's hand. You like, just to give, just you, to go, give, you can go down to Moss Park in Toronto and do that for free. Just to give some perspective, I mean, stand-up comedy never really jumped the shark to the $100 moment till Robin Williams came back and did that tour, and he was the first one to break that $100 barrier, and then Seinfeld did a tour, and he broke the 100 and now it's it's not so... 
you know, weird to see that happen. But you're talking about guys that have, you know, 20 or 30 years experience of doing stand-up at their specialty. And you're guaranteed a good show. Guaranteed a good show. Uh, you know, at 100 bucks for Charlie Sheen is in that same category. I, I would be pretty ashamed of myself, I think. Well, I don't know if you're actually guaranteed a good show. I mean, I know people that went to the Robin Williams show and they weren't blown away by it. They was just like a lot of like, oh, God, what's that over there? You know, a lot yeah. of that sort of Robin Williams-y sort of stuff. But, but first of all, I don't think Charlie Sheen ever said that he was doing a stand-up tour. But, you know, I watched the show and uh, Russell Peters basically, he saved the show. It, right. it was very smart yeah, to get Russell Peters. Uh, no one in Toronto was going to boo Russell Peters. Some people knew that he was going to be there. Right. Some people did not know that he was going to be there. Okay, well, stop right there. So when he, when they announced the, the Russell Peters, what was it like? Was it more than more? A lot of the audience kind of surprised. You kind of heard that like, wow, kind of factor or? Well, um well, I think it was, uh, well, they showed this film montage of, like, Apocalypse Now and Wall Street and some movies that Charlie Because he was Sheen in was Apocalypse in. Now, right? Well, no. I mean, right. he might have been in his dad's balls or something like exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> he, uh, it was like a montage of video footage that he felt that represented his life, so they were, like, mm -hmm. shots from Scarface and stuff like that. And uh, and then there was no announcement, but just Russell Peters walked out. Okay. And uh, there was a spotlight on him, and he basically just said, like, okay, this is what the show's going to be. We're going to bring uh, the man out and um, we're going to ask him some questions. I got some prepared and you guys can uh, come out with some questions. And the one thing was that well, like, the crowd was fucking horrible. I mean, horrible in the sense that they just would not shut up. There were like people chanting drugs and uh, you know, people it was chanting, controlled I love hysteria, you. right? Like, yeah, controlled hysteria. But then there was there were parts where like one part of the crowd was like like yelling and heckling the other part side of the crowd, right? Right. And then it's like one crowd would yell out, "Hey, man, I want to party with you," and then the other half of the crowd would be like, "Shut the fuck up." Um, and it just, I, I, the show just should have been so. So much Russell better did prepared. no time off the top in that's, terms that's, of stand up. He easily he, could have done come out and done like 15, 20 minutes of stand up, no. and he and he did not. Well, you know, and, why, I mean, burn, why burn it out? Yeah, but he's going to come still... back in six months. He's doing Rama, and in what a month time, he's yeah. not going to burn out that material. So I guess it makes sense. But uh, yeah, it just, and, and I don't know why he just didn't get someone to write him a, a, at least a show. I mean, there was a guy that came out with a guitar that sort of did a couple of like, you know, like riffs when Charlie would say something funny. But, right. But um, yeah, it just wasn't very prepared. I the mean, only... but was it, would I go again? Probably not. Uh, but it is was a sort of a once in a lifetime sort of thing, like a pop culture phenomenon. A pop culture. However, moment. though, like you wouldn't think that something like the Charlie Sheen phenomenon would be something that is prepared. Like I think most people were entertained by him when he wasn't being prepared. So he figured, I'll just do this live. And make a ton of money, and when it didn't work out on his first show, but then it then it changed. So I think it's just all I don't know. It's all perception. The, the one the one thing that I, I have to that someone should wake up Charlie Sheen to the fact of that the only people that are going out to these sh live shows that he has are people that are fans of like Charlie Sheen, the wild animal, right? Like the wild crazy guy. Like yeah. I don't two and a half people men, with like major league tattoos on them. Well, and like yeah. and Charlie, like two and a half men fans were not going out to see that show. No. And yeah, and my mom loves two and a half men, and she didn't really want to go. The <laughs> uh, one thing was that like at one point he goes like, oh, we want to get this comedy gold back on the air. He actually said that, and like no, like the crowd did not yeah. react to that. <laughs> 
They were just sort of like, no, we like you as the fucked up crazy guy, you right. know, knocking over, you know, like potted plants. Like, and, like it's two and a half men that good. I don't no, watch it. Does Charlie it's pretty not, formula, formulaic, right? Does he not know that it's a punchline for a lot of jokes? Two and a half men. You know what? If you like that three page, uh, three joke a page sitcom where right, every right. character is saying a, a put down joke on the other person, then yeah, it's probably a pretty good show. But right. it's it's fall. It's very very formulaic. Right. And uh, yeah, it's you know I'm. I it's not even, like a, it's not like a show like Seinfeld that kind of changed the way we look at sitcoms or was so amazingly creative that yeah. it's like wow yeah. we're on a different plane now. It's like you know he he went to a fucking Chinese buffet ordered combo C and is bragging about combo C right, yeah. right. like. It's it's the best kind of that form of sitcom, right. but that form of sitcom is not that good. And it's know? a dying kind of form, really. Well, no, I mean, what, two and a half men. I mean, and according to Jim, and big been around for like you know ten years. But even according to Jim, was on for a pretty fucking long time. Yeah, uh, that I mean that that's the only sort of review I think I can really give. Well, they, just... there was this talk about uh, in uh, on Canoe today, which is of course the Sun Papers. Uh, Ricky Gervais came out and said that he felt that Sheen was being exploited. And it was deeply troubled by his uh, antics. And I don't know, it was very weird because he said that, uh, he says, quote, I'm a bit worried that he's being exploited, to be honest. Well, he's not a stand-up comedian, is he? I think he's going through a bit of a phase at the moment. Which is kind of weird because I don't remember Ricky Gervais being a stand-up comic before The Office. Did, is, was he a stand-up yeah, yeah. comic? He's been a stand-up comedian for He did stand-up? Yes, yeah. Well, I don't know, it's like since Yes, the... if you listen to his podcast, he right. talks about doing stand-up and this was before The Office. Oh, okay. Okay, I didn't. Uh, I, I knew that he started. I wasn't sure. I thought it started afterwards. Why? Well, I've just heard him talk about like doing stand up for years, but mm -hmm. maybe not. Maybe he's like I don't know. I know that like after the after the office and uh, extras, he started. That's when he really, in my that's what I know of. That yes. he really started doing stand up then. But yeah, um, but yeah, I'm you know I mean it was what it was. You know I I didn't go in there expecting a whole lot, but right. uh, I would have been a lot more excited if I got a hundred bucks. I mean I know I keep returning yeah, back to this hundred dollars. It's yeah. like I thought for fifty dollars that would have been a fair ticket price right. for Massey Hall. It's a nice venue. Yeah. Bunch of people going out, getting all fucked up, and spending another fifty bucks on blow. You but know you, that's you, a yeah, that's but a when better you, night when you know for sure your show is going to sell out. You know for sure, and you, he knew for sure. Sure. You're not going to lowball it. You're going to highball it. Well, the market it. will dictate you're what gonna they'll pay. You're going to eightball it, probably. You're yeah. going to eightball it. Yeah. But the one thing is this, but I mean, Charlie Sheen is like the perfect example of a guy that suffers from like being surrounded by an entourage of, of yes of, people. Of, of, you, yeah, of, of yes men that are just going to tell him that, oh, and yeah. yes goddesses. Yes. And then uh, the goddesses did come out and, uh, and they threw t-shirts into the audience. But it was just like, you know. Did they rub their tits on the urn of the woman who brought the ashes do you, out? Do you want to tell that? I could tell that story about there was a... There was a woman who's fall, her husband passed away, and for the last two years, she's been, like, staying in bed and watching two and a half uh, men episodes. It's been getting him through the tough times, and she wanted to bring Charlie his ashes. Charlie reminded... Charlie Sheen her. reminded, yeah, of, her, of him, right? Right, yeah, right. yeah. Her husband was uh, had a lot of Charlie Sheen <laughs> traits to him. He did a lot of coke. Yeah. He hit her a couple times, <laughs> threatened her with a knife. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, and drove his car into like a tree or something. <laughs> the uh, and they yeah yeah so so she came out from the audience right. and uh, they toasted with some sparkling grape juice or something like that. Right. But it was a very sort of it was a nice way to end the show, I suppose, a show that really wouldn't have had much of an ending. And so it was it was nice that it, that sort of happened. And I think you but, made the point when you told me that no one's going to boo that moment. Well, right? someone did. Like, well, I lost my husband two years ago. Someone in the audience yelled out, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I love that when that happens. That's happened a couple of times. Yeah. Where I think it was, oh, uh, well, it was the Canadian Comedy Awards. Whoa. And um, somebody, I think it was, someone was talking about Irwin Barker. And right. someone was doing a nice speech and he said something about, 
something about losing something and someone yelled out, ha ha. And then everybody was silent because everybody knew, <laughs> like, pissed. that poor person looks like a fucking asshole right now. <laughs> like, the one person that thought it was a joke yeah, and it course. wasn't a joke. Right. That's one of my favorite moments. But Well, I mean, and well, the one thing, also, Charlie Sheen stood out on the uh, fire escapes uh, at the Massey Hall uh, on both Friday and Thursday and Friday. And, and uh, threw beads to girls who flashed him. <laughs> well, no, people were throwing baseballs at him, and he'd sign them and throw them back. And I guess, you know, he was, it, it was nice, you know, for what people were paying and shit. But uh, let's hear about your, uh, you were on the road this weekend, Darren. I was. I was in a town called Trenton, Ontario. Uh, oh, which, my God. Yeah. yeah was yeah. there a man in a bikini running around? No, no, not this time. <laughs> Uh, and it was a uh, it was a hell gig, and to the highest proportions, half the crowd was a trucking company. It was their kind of hey, we haven't had an accident in three years party, so we're uh, getting drunk and we're so going to drive home. Get all fucked <laughs> up and drink a drive. And then the other half was just kind of civilians or small groups, and these trucking people just wouldn't let the MC say one joke. They were yelling out the whole time, and the MC couldn't get anything going, and it wasn't really his fault. But you know, you got to take control and be very authoritative, and that's just not his style. And then the middle one up and just had a really tough time, couldn't get a single joke out, was just apologetic for the fact that he couldn't, which he probably shouldn't have done. He should have took more control. Never and, say that you suck. Either. Right. Never, that's, yeah. that's very true. And then I just turned to the girl who was booking this gig and said, I'm going to last 10 minutes and one or two things is going to happen. Either I'm going to walk off stage or I'm going to say something really horrible. And she was pretty much like, yeah, either's fine. This is disgusting. We're upset about this too. So I just went on stage and I just fucking punched them in the throat over and over and over. And they never said a single thing to me for the whole hour. And I sold a ton of merch afterwards. Nice. All these people came up to me and said, you saved our show. You saved our village. Thank you, weirdhead. <laughs> you saved our village. <laughs> But it was a good example of just, you know what, crowds just, they don't get it. when they We've talked about this endlessly thousands of times. It's like when other crowd members are telling you to shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And that's also, though, you said the MC had a, had some trouble off the top. Yeah. We were talking earlier. It always is, I find it funny when a comic is like, oh, I hate MC. I never, I never want to MC. I don't want to MC. I don't think there's a comic out there that really, truly loves to be the MC. Because right. you have to go up to a cold crowd. You have to warm everybody up. You have right. to do the stupid birthday shit and all this other stuff. But it's such a good skill to have. And once sure. you're a good MC, it makes you a better comic. And then when you are faced with something like you were faced right. with, you can go in and take control of the situation. Yeah. But You've like, got to be the teacher. You know, you got to yeah. be the stern teacher and tell them how to behave. So the problem is in America versus Canada, MC is like this lowest totem pole, young yeah. kid doing five minutes and that's it, just some announcements and maybe one or two jokes. But in Canada, in, in the, the pecking order of the show, the MC is a lot of times the headliner is like taking a night off or just, you know, filling in their schedule. So it's a better than average comic. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, that night was just bad. And well, it just, ugh. I was in London, Ontario this weekend, and Don Pere, who was here a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago, was the MC on the show. And he kicked ass. He yep. was such a good MC. Yep. He went out there and, like, full throttle energy. And, like, I've been sick all weekend, so I had really low energy. But he really got the crowds going. And I think he made the shows really, really good. Like, he got the crowds into it he told them to shut up when they were screaming things out and he was he was in control of that audience and then that audience realized no this is a show i'm gonna pay attention yeah. if you have a weak mc it's really really hard especially if it's an out of control crowd to control yeah, them it's, it was, yeah 
But, uh, well, unfortunately, we're out of time for the first segment. But, I thought uh, you were going to say the whole show. I'd be like, what the fuck? Did I no, fall asleep? Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dave needs to travel through time. Get this thing over with, please. No. Uh, we're going to go to the break. But when we come back from the break, uh, our special guest this week is uh, Trevor Boris. Yay! Trevor Boris has finally had time in his schedule to come by our little show and to talk and uh, tell his whimsical stories. He's about- got some whimsical stories. Some whimsical stories. <laughs> Peppermints and gobstoppers, and I don't think more like uh, E and vodka. So yeah, I know. Yeah. I was trying to, I was trying to soften it. E and vodka. E and vodka. Hey, we got engaged in Sudbury last summer. So oh well, we'll talk about that yeah. when we come back from the break. All the way from video on trial. Don't clean that up. It adds character. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Hey, this is Fraser Young. I am standing in a bathroom with all of my clothes on at Church and Wellesley. You are listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost on XM Radio's Laugh Attack. From an undisclosed location obeying all their court orders, this is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Okay, we're back from the break, and in the studio, uh, a comic that we've tried to get in here very uh, many, many times over the last couple of months, but been super busy, and we're taping on a Monday afternoon, just enough time for him to come into the studio and talk to us. Trevor Boris is here. Trevor! Yay, thank Trevor. you. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, no, thanks I've, for coming. I've wanted to come in. And and, and, uh, where, where would everybody know you from, Trevor, in case they don't, are not familiar with your style? Uh, I guess, I mean, most people probably know me from uh, Much Music's video, video on trial. Yeah. And Much but, Music is like Canada's MTV. TV, basically, because we have a lot of American listeners. Yeah, and by the way, your voice is delicious today. I yeah. know. It's kind of like <laughs> yeah. I'm giving men boners as they listen to the radio yeah. show. I yeah, all those Homer Simpsons out there right now. Yeah. Especially yeah. with like the lozenge just kind of floating around in your mouth <laughs> while you talk. I love it. I can, I can have a lot of things in my mouth and still clearly talk. <laughs> now, it's, is, a, it's a skill not everyone has. Is video on trial on America? Like America's got much music as well, right? Um, no, they have a channel called Fuse, which is is pretty similar, and I th- I think they're kind of in talks of of getting video on oh, trial. Okay, so. okay. Well, I thought that uh, I I heard once that. Uh that you can actually get through a cable system in the states, you can get much music. Oh, really? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I heard uh, then uh, that more Americans technically watch much music than Canada does, just uh, just in a numbers sort just of thing. Th- yeah, 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 yeah. Just like a, well, I mean, they have three hundred million people, we have thirty-two million, so more Americans actually watch. They're such much a bully, music. aren't they? I know. Well, it's Americans? not their fault. Even they're, with their numbers, yeah. No. Fucking- <laughs> they, got, they, got, they got more fuckable land to live on. So fuckable they, land. Fuckable land. Exactly. What is, who, wow. Where, what, your fucking what? land? I learned that in school. Fuckable land. Fuckable land. I think that's the name of your oh. first DVD, Dave. Well, yeah, more Me like and fuckab- my fuckable land. No, fuckable. it's more like fuckable hand. Oh, <laughs> there we're going there. Wah, Where's wah. My- my sound effects sound machine, effect machine. somewhere. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, you just got back from the Halifax Comedy Festival. Yes. And you, you've been there before, right? Yeah, I've done it uh, three times. And right. uh, as you all know, I mean, comedy festivals are, are one of the coolest things we get to do. It's it's like going to comedy camp, you know? It's, it's you fun. and all your buddies uh, who you don't normally get to you know do shows with. And uh, so, and then you just get drunk all weekend. And mm-hmm. it's fun because you get to do, you know, your, your stand-up for TV. And that's always uh, a real treat. Well, I mean, some, some festivals have TV uh, deals and then some don't. Yeah. Some just have drinking. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you find that, do you, and you've been to both ones that do have uh, fest, uh, television deals and some that don't. But I mean, do you find, do you go more fucked up and crazy at places where you know that, like, 
that you're not going to end up on TV. Oh, or you don't, are, you don't yeah. have to worry about a hangover the next day if you're taping something. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. Like, uh, you know, TV imposes a whole different kind of set of rules, I think, on you. And especially, like, when it's not being t- taped for TV, it's great because you can do whatever material you want. Yeah. Like, right. doing, you know, I'm doing the Halifax Fest this last weekend. It's for CBC, and I have to be very careful about doing what material I haven't done on TV. So it's very specific. And, and to be honest, I tap myself out again. Like, uh, every, like, literally every joke I tell, I've told, has been on TV now. So, I, you know, in a way, I'm starting completely from scratch, which is always, again, really, I think, a good challenge as a comic. But uh, it makes it really interesting. Like, so this weekend, there's a lot of comics like that. Uh, comics, you know, like Sean Cullen and Derek Edwards, you know, who, who do a, a ton of television. And, and you can see them, yeah, all kind of, you know, scraping their minutes together for these uh, right. television galas, you know. And it's uh, it's really fun to see, you know. Now, for a period of time, you were doing a lot of kind of like TV stuff for much, video on trial and the other shows, and you didn't do that much stand-up at that time. Is that is that right? Yeah, no, there was definitely like a year, a year and a half where, I mean, I also took like a full-time producing uh, yeah, job at Much Music. So I was there right. full-time. I was a full-time on-air as well. I was doing a lot more on-air stuff. And so it was really fun. I think I think for a little bit, I had, you know, I've been doing stand-up 12 years, and I think there was a little bit where I kind of got a bit burnt out from it. and. I think I needed a bit of a, a change. I think I needed like somewhere for my creativity to go a little bit elsewhere. So I really loved that break and kind of I loved you know producing for television and, uh, and did doing you some other stuff. And then there was a and then a contract ended and I went on tour for a bit and I just like I was like oh my god I fucking love stand up yeah. and you almost forgot that how much I loved it. Because I had taken a little bit of break and and because in that year where I wasn't feeling it as much, you know, I wasn't really writing a lot and. And then, you know, when you're not writing much, you get really sick of your act. And then it, I think it shows. And it's, right. it's just it's a really bad place to be in. And I think for me personally, I don't want to do stand-up if I'm in that place. And, you know, I've, I've been really fortunate the last year, year and a half anyway. I've really, really enjoyed stand-up. And I've, I've written more than I have in a long time. And, and I mean, I think you all know, too, like there's nothing better than, you know, writing, writing a bunch of new jokes. And, and having them work. And having them work. Yeah. And yeah. you being like, oh, my God, I want to, like, actually go to comedy clubs now because I have jokes I like to tell. Yeah, yeah it's nice so- when they work. <laughs> Uh, what, uh, one thing I like, did you ever have, were you ever in, in sort of like a VJ position at, at, at Much Music? No, I mean, I think most people thought I was. I mean, I, you know, I was the only person there who was full time on air, but I'm not a VJ. I, I liked it because as a VJ, you're very stuck in a specific place. Like, you can't, you can't do anything else outside the network, first of all. Right. And for me, like, I wouldn't want that. I mean, you know, Much Music was a big part of what I do, but at the same time... You were writing done... for shows and you were doing oh, other things yeah, too. Yeah, and I yeah. couldn't have done, you know, galas. I couldn't have done stuff for CBC or just for laughs and all that. And God, I would not have wanted to do that. And uh, and VJs, you know, yeah, they're just so... They're so safe. Like, you're not really allowed to have, like, much of a personality. Whereas for me, you know, I think I'm lucky in that I get to be myself. I get to say whatever I want. And boy, if I was a VJ, I I, I could not do that. So. Well, see, now, I mean, one of the things about video on trial is that, I mean, you know, I mean, I know some people can make that argument of like, oh, there's these, you know, comics that are making fun of like millionaires. I've heard that side of it. Uh, but I mean, it seems like the only show on much music where you can actually kind of give a bit of an opinion about an artist. And in like if in the people who are in the VJ position, are they told like, Listen, you might not actually like who you're, the video that you're about to introduce, yeah. but you cannot say shit about it. Uh, you just, hey, just, hey, here's another video. Literally, I mean, no offense to the VJs, but they're kind of just a pretty face that's reading off these cue cards. Yeah, you know? right. and they're supposed yeah, they're to just talking be like, heads, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas, you know, I think, you know, for Video on Trial, if people don't know of it, you know, we just make fun of music videos. 
And I, at the very least, the best I can say about it is that, you know, I get to be exactly who I want to be. And I think in comedy and television, there's not a lot of opportunities like that. Like, I get to promote myself as Trevor Boris. Right. And I get to be whoever I want to be, whatever character or you whatever. You censor yourself. And, yeah, and it's, you know, and I think that part of it is really nice, and uh, I don't think we get that opportunity too often. So. There used to be an old joke in not so much the industry, but at least uh, for a period of time, that if you were a smart VJ, you went to the new music. Mm, and if you yeah. weren't a smart VJ, once you were past your prime, you were just done. Yeah, no, and, and there are some people like George Strombolopoulos and people sure. like that who, you know, were amazing and they, you know, you know, I remember like being huge fans of them on that. On and Rick the and, Temp is now on ET Canada. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. There is he, a future out there. He looks he Don't looks get me started dead. on fucking it's Rick so the It's so weird oh. watching Rick the Temp in a suit. Can't do it. He looks ridiculous. I know, he just looks so dead. He looks he dead. He is dead inside. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, show, it's like showing up to, like, a fucking Snicker Bar commercial audition every day. It's not like, <laughs> you're not going to put your heart and soul into it, but just, you know, tell us what the well, old I'm hungry, I will. It's something about that voice, though. It's like, do they make you act like that? Like, yes. that annoying when you're... That's, that's just the standard kind of E now or yeah. Entertainment oh, Tonight it's voice. Terrible. You were just a hollow shell telling yeah. us yeah. what Pamela Anderson's up Tomorrow to. Tomorrow on the show, Scarlett Johansson talks yeah. about her weight loss. Yeah, like, no, like, don't. Don't be like... Talk normal. But, I mean, Rick, Rick the, I don't know why we want to talk about Rick the Temp, but he just won a contest. So it's not like he came from a background of, you know, real integrity. And I now mean, he's you know, Rick the Temp's a nice guy. Like, in oh, terms no, of, he just called yeah. him motherfucker but, a few no, minutes ago. No, he didn't let me finish. He didn't he's let me finish. He's a nice motherfucker. He's a nice, mo he's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. I have a running joke about Rick the Temp. We both went to the same school, Brock, and they always brag about Rick the Temp, where they won't even admit I went there. So it's always <laughs> like this growing thing. It's did like, you graduate? Rick the Temp. Of course I did, okay. with honors. <laughs> they, won't, they won't even fucking admit it. But Rick the Temp, they're like, in every piece of publicity it's yeah. like rick the temp went to brock and you still you can be rick the temp you, you can be rick the temp you're living you still in a shadow temp. yeah you, still you could win a television contest as well whoa if you go to brock <laughs> yeah i love that rick the temp is your nemesis dude. yes fucking right you tell him i'm coming for him Fucking Jesus! <laughs> I love the I love the fact that he's still the temp. That he's yeah. got Rick Campanelli. No, he's Fifteen years Rick later. Campanelli. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't want to dog him that bad. He's a nice Rick guy. No, he is nice. He's a nice guy. So. And he's a, he's a big Jesus lover. He is he religious? Jesus. He's super Christian. He's oh like, well, fuck him then. Fuck like him. I'm a, back off it now. He's no. like a Christian superhero. Well, wow. he actually wow. has a cape underneath that jacket. <laughs> that's, that's all it took. <laughs> Dipped in holy water. He's got yeah. a full chest of hair and a gold Jesus hanging there. Wow. He's Italian, Rick Campanelli. He's got Jesus on his neck. Jesus. Us. Now, uh, one thing I, I wanted to ask you, Trevor and I were up in. Uh, don't mean to brag, but we were Whoa. up in Barrie a little uh, while ago. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, a horrible snowstorm, and so we got snowed in in Barrie and... Uh, Trapped with the locals. Ah! I know. <laughs> I, did you end up actually going out anywhere that night, uh, any of the nights in Barrie? No. Oh, God, no. No, no. I just prayed for daylight. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just sat in my room and prayed for daylight. I, I just went back to my room and ca caught up on episodes of Criminal Minds. <laughs> yeah. The uh, Now, now one, at one of the shows that we were at... Um, there was a guy that came up to you after the show, and, and I, I don't want to misquote this oh. individual of Barry. <laughs> oh, yeah, we talked about this and, off air, but yeah, yeah and, I'm and, glad you're bringing and, this up. And what did he say? He said uh, I, you, were, you were the funniest. No, I think he said, yeah, like he, he was a fan. He was like total hillbilly, like camouflage and like, you know, a big mustache and beard. And he came up and he was like, I think he bought my DVD. Right. 
And then he was like, yeah, no, you were like totally the funniest fag I've seen or something like that. Or like, he was like, you were, it was like, he was like, yeah, you were a funny fag. Yeah. And I, I think, I know it was meant as a compliment, but it was really a bizarre moment. Now, at, at what point would you really like turn on a guy? I mean, cause do, do you, how many, do you say the word fag often in your sets? No, I don't, I don't at all. Yeah. That's and, a, cause to me, it's a big, di- it's, this is a defining moment, this argument or this discussion. You do not say it on stage, right? I don't at all. Okay. No. So that's important to, that, where now, is, is that a going? conscious thing to not say? It or is it just well, not no, a part just, of your everyday well, language? No, and it's just to me, like, I mean, personally, like, I don't really like the word. I don't right. think it, I think it kind of has some baggage to it, and you know, and uh, you know, and I talk, I mean, for me, like, you know, I, I'm a comic who I feel like happens to be gay, and I talk about my life, and because I'm gay, it all kind of comes through that filter, and you know, but and the funny thing with that guy was that. I think what was the weirdest about it was he was a fan. Like, he bought my DVD, so clearly he, he had enjoyed it. himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he meant it as a... But that's what I loved he about it. Was it as he a meant it as a compliment. Uh, like, that's a weird He's like, man, you were a funny fag. And I'm like, well, you're a funny hillbilly. I yeah, love the, fil- the, the the non-filter on uh, audience members. When we were in London this weekend, um, this guy came up to me, and he was spouting all these lines and he actually said I just want five minutes in a corner with you and your vagina oh wow he said that or and then the you other gave one, him ten right yes I gave him ten <laughs> yeah. and then the other one that I really thought was hilarious was like I know how to fight and I know how to fuck which one do you want <laughs> like, oh well, well you could do both actually. Yeah, I feel Certain like a order. princess it's so nice <laughs> but like I mean, has has have other comedy people... can be tough for a delicate flower. Oh, yourself, a delicate right? flower. Yes. I mean, I can't I can't complain about that kind of stuff because the stuff I talk about on stage, I understand why people come up and be like, "You're one funny cunt," because I use the I yeah. use cunt. Yeah, I've heard that too. And yeah. like that's cool. <laughs> and like I even had I have a joke about a big vagina, and this guy comes up to me after one show, and he's like, uh, "He's like that was really really funny." Now let's get a look at your big vagina. I can't do anything but laugh at that. Yeah. But, oh my but god. Because to, to me, it's if if you're a comic. And and we all know there's different comics that do do this. They will use the word fag on stage yep. with with regards to themselves and go, I'm a fag or whatever. And then afterwards, you can't really get upset with an audience if they come up and then use that word. Yeah, you're once you've them. Once you're yeah. talking about it so much in your act that you don't have a problem with it or whatever, to me, it's like it, it's the same thing as a black comic in the N-word. If he's throwing it around a lot and then a guy walks up to him and says it, you know, sure, there's a lot more baggage to that word, but it's kind of like it's, it, game, it's, yeah. it's, 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 a, it's a weird situation. Well, I can see a bunch of guys that are on a construction site throwing the word fag around, but, I mean, for someone to come up to like you after a I show, know. at what point, like, would there ever be a time where you would actually want to correct someone, or would you just, or is it just a matter of like, well, you enjoyed yeah. the show, you bought my DVD, go yeah. on your merry well, way, I'm not going to convince you Yeah, any him other just way. being draped in camouflage, I was kind of like, well, I, it's kind of, you know, got to pick your battles, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah. there was only so much. So, and, and again, like, it didn't bother me, it, it just more confused me that to yeah. him, he didn't even think that that might come across as a bit weird, like, yeah. but it's also, do you know what I mean? You know, yeah. he, in a small town, that vocabulary is still used, well, and some people just, like, even, like, you can use the example of your grandparents, like, my grandparents, my grandpa still says Chinaman, and it's like, that is so offensive, yeah, grandpa, or, don't oriental say it, or, or oriental, yeah. but it's just the vocabulary that they were raised on, it doesn't necessarily, no. he didn't mean it in a year. But you know what, the bag. oriental one, I did not know until the whole Rob Ford uh, oh, right, fiasco. Yeah. Uh, that that was a de- severely derogatory term because in my hometown we have a restaurant run by <laughs> Asians called the Oriental. Yeah, I think it's a very pretty word. I don't know what's wrong. Like, with I didn't that know one. it was so negative. And, yeah, when and, I think Oriental, I just picture wind chimes. Yes, and it's, it's beautiful. You know, nice. like and, and, and burn DVDs. I yeah. wish <laughs> I wish Caucasian sounded as 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 sexy, but Caucasian <laughs> yeah. just sounds yucky. Right. That's true.
That's why you have a big vagina. Caucasian. Oh. Caucasian. I'm a Caucasian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm a cock oriental. There we go. Nice. I don't, uh, was that the, Kathleen or Joan Rivers there at the end there? <laughs> or more the puppet from fucking Solid Gold. Oh, my God. <laughs> or Christina Walkinshaw. I sound uh, yeah. exactly like her right you do, now. You do. You do. It's kind of creepy. Now, when, uh, but, I mean, there's, like, I mean, that's, and, and, and do you ever have a problem with other comics using that, uh, that word in their act? Like, I, mean, I mean, to the yeah. point where you'd want to mention it. Or a lot of comics might be like, ah, well, what I'm really trying to say is... Yeah, like there's, you know, there's a bunch of comics and I'll work with some of them who do, you know, gay material or about gay people and that. And my kind of rule is I don't, like, I don't really care. Like, you, you do what you do. I only concern myself with, with me. And right. I was going to think, too, like, the ultimate rule for comedy for me is if it's funny, that's great. Like, yeah. as long yeah. as it's funny, you know, like, uh, and there are, I mean, there are some jokes that I find kind of distasteful in that. But, you know, there's some that, that are gay and, that, and some that aren't and I still find that are, yeah, but yeah, it's not really my business, you know, so... Now, if you um, just getting back to not so much video on trial, but just pop culture, and uh, have you ever wanted to tell a joke on on like not stage but on television, but you felt that maybe it was a little too much, or you're going too much after a certain star or celebrity? I mean, right now everybody's you know going after Lady Gaga and all the controversy with that the girl who got you know the one who killed her cat. Did you hear about this? What? Oh, you didn't hear about this? No. Some girl oh killed man, her pussy. the last two days this girl was going to go to a Lady Gaga concert, so she killed her cat. And put her, the liver in in her purse, and she was gonna oh, wear the wear the cat to the show. Yeah, because of the whole <laughs> outfit that she wore on the the award show, the, she fucking killed her cat. Why wouldn't you just go to the butcher shop listen, and buy some meat? But Darren, it was for fashion. I know <laughs> that's exactly. Some, sometimes you know, well, fashion gets what? one week, and then then you can do whatever you want. But I don't think <laughs> right. it was fashion it week. Yeah, fashion has, lives by a different set of rules. Oh my god! But have you ever went after someone, and you kind of like afterwards, you maybe felt like maybe that was a bit too much. There are times definitely where I think we, you know, in the studio, it's just me. People don't, like, we shoot it separately, and it's just right. me yelling at a camera for a couple hours. And there yeah. are definitely times where you, you kind of get carried away in the heat of the moment, and you say all kinds of stuff. And there are times where I leave and I go, like, oh, I really hope they don't use certain stuff. And, and I mean, ultimately, you know, and actually I'm kind of surprised that some of the stuff they do use. Right. And it's a lot further than I would have thought. But, again, Especially it's for the demographic like, that's watching you, that show. Well, yeah, the demographic is, like, 12 to 15, yeah. really. Yeah. Have you ever met any of the people that you've met? I think you've met Justin Bieber, haven't you? Yeah, and actually what's funny is Justin Bieber's a, a big fan of the show. And, and it's I guess it's not that surprising because he's, you know, he's a 15, 16-year-old kid demographic, who yeah. grew up in Canada. So, I mean, it's not it's not crazy to think that he grew up watching it. Well, you know, I mean, what I think it was uh, Deborah DiGiovanni told me once that when she met Justin Bieber that, like, you know, Justin Bieber almost knew... She like it. What yeah. was funny was that like uh, I think Justin Bieber knew who Deborah DiGiovanni was for longer than everyone knew who he was. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because he's been yeah. watching the show since like he was like what a, a eight or something. Yeah. Uh, well, whatever. he's seventeen. It's been on six years, so he, you know, I mean, he came out when he was eleven. I mean, it's yeah. not crazy to think that he's seen it, you know. But yeah, he came up to me at the MMVAs, and he to come up and see, he actually came approached me, and uh, his whole entourage of about eleven people Jesus. all moved with him. And he kind of, you know, snuck through them and gave me a high five. And uh, I was filming something backstage already. And before I, like, it was, it wasn't until he was already gone that I realized that it had happened. And then I screamed like a girl. And I was like, oh my God, did you see that? And I like, freaked out. And we have it on tape. And I was like, oh my God. And then it was like an hour later when I realized, like, he's just a teenager. Like, he's just this little kid. But it's so funny how you get so caught up in it. You know mm -hmm. I mean? It's but like, it oh is, my God, just a beaver. It is weird, though, because, like, 
uh, I, since starting stand-up comedy, I've started. I've met some people that I've always idolized or I've looked at, and you meet them and you're like, it's just a normal person, yeah. and it's it is weird because you're like so excited because this little teenager just gave you a high five and you're like, what the fuck? He's, yeah, yeah. He's, just, he's like now back, and it's funny because like Bieber, you know, again, like you know, they build him up to be this like he's bigger than 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 human. Oh, Elvis. No, yeah, but. Uh, but at the same time, you know, like we had a rule backstage: you couldn't have candy in his dressing room because he's a teenager and he gets hyper with candy. <laughs> so, you know, it's these funny things that I'm like, yeah, he's still just wow. a little boy. He's, he's and see, cool. I would have thought it was the exact opposite. I would have thought he would have been asking for just like fucking tubs of candy. Well, you know? he wanted it, but his yeah. mom, who's his manager, was like, "Keep it away." That was like a wow. rule. It yeah. went over the loudspeaker backstage. No candy. Like a fucking episode of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. You know Children, he's, candy. Yeah, chopping up lines of pixie sticks. <laughs> yeah, I know. I want tubs of candy. If you keep eating tubs of candy, that's what they're going to call you. And it was cute. Like backstage, you know, he's like grabbing Kim Kardashian's ass and stuff like that. And it's like, it's Isn't totally adorable. Isn't that cute? Oh my and he thinks he's like this oh, big player. Sexual assault's funny when it's yeah. a teenager. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is it assault if it comes from like a yes. teenager? Oh, I'm yeah. sure it is. Well, yeah, so. I've had like my friend's babies when I pick them up. They go directly for my boobs, but I think it's because they're still breastfeeding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and they're not trying to cop a feel and then like brag break. to their friends on Facebook. But name me a human that doesn't go straight for your boobs. <laughs> <laughs> me, <laughs> <laughs> but Trevor, we have a past. We have a really yeah. You guys almost got past. married in Sudbury. Or I know. Well, technically, I think we're engaged. We are we? engaged yeah. still. Yeah. I haven't gotten a ring. And it was um, from a comedy festival we did together in Sudbury. Yeah, that was the first time we ever really hung out for and a while because it wasn't televised. So we got sloppy drunk. Yeah, sloppy drunk. Ended up. up in a Zeller's trying on clothes in the middle of the store, not in the dressing room. He took off his shirt. And I had this like really nasty, way too tight for me, slutty red dress on. So we took a picture of it. I'm gonna be in that Zellers this weekend. Oh, oh my god! Are you really? Yep, yep. Sudbury, ah. Eastern Sudbury. Yeah. That was actually. I remember that day because we we went to the beach. You and I together. Yes. We went to the beach. No one else came with us. Well, that was, <laughs> and come to the beach with me. That was bad news because we got sunburned. We got drunk first, and then we went to the beach. Got so. Yeah, I seen the photo. You get all go, fucked up red, yeah. Yeah, and then we drank more and more because it was free booze because we're at a festival. Yeah, we went to that so, restaurant. And then we went to Howie Mandel's show. Oh, my God. And we, God. like, walked out after five minutes. And then just, like, got drunk the rest of the night, and we, we were, like, so sloppy. I, yeah. I, I love. Oh, and so that was the night. <gasps> that was oh my the God, night that you was, almost oh. died. That was the night. Listen. Tell us happened? how you almost died. Oh, I no, I actually, I actually almost <laughs> did die. This is crazy. I'd forgotten about this. <laughs> um, so, super drunk, and, like, we went to the gay bar. The gay bar in Sudbury, which yeah. is frightening. There was I three said, people I in there. I said I could get you a boy in Sudbury. Yeah. yeah, she's like, just tell me who. And so that, you left- know, to be honest, there's actually not a, 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 a Sudbury's got a quite a big gay scene. Yeah, really. Yeah, you just, <laughs> well, wasn't going on. <laughs> wasn't going on that weekend, but there is a, a quite a large scene in because it wasn't very full. And there was so, just no, that one no, waiter. Yeah. So listen, we were yeah we were like leaving. We're all in the, we're getting in the van. We have a driver, and as we're leaving, getting in the van, there was this cute boy who's walking up by himself to the gay mm. bar, and I was like him. And then, yeah. <laughs> so Kathleen's like you. She gets out of the van. She's like you. Come with us. And literally, <laughs> and he just like he came into the van. We like abducted this child. We kidnapped this boy. He's like nineteen year old boy who was really cute. And so we go back to our, the hotel and we're partying. The and hospitality then he, suite. Yeah. And then he invites his friends over, and uh, I'm just really drunk with them. And they were like, you know, we want to go. They were talking about swimming. I'm like, yes, I want to go swimming. And they're like, we're going to go in the in the lake. And so I leave with them. And, the, you know, Oprah's first rule, don't let them take you to the second location. Yeah, yeah. I go by myself. And, you know, it's four in the morning, so drunk, uh, <laughs> naked, like skinny dipping, cliff jumping, super drunk. We'd started a fire. People <laughs> lost, lost half their clothes. Uh, I came out. Uh, the, the, all I remember is the next morning, I woke up and I had glass in my foot. Oh man! I, my legs were all bloody, and I didn't remember any of it. 
and oh, because we. Well, and you sent a me a text. Yeah. You sent me a text like you were supposed to protect me last night. I know. Of and then the- I almost got hit by a train. We literally were about. We had. We could not have been more than ten feet from the track when a train came by. Well, it would come around the corner, and we just like lost our mind. Well, like, of all the things that you could wake up and have be bloody, then I would be. I would pray for your legs. <laughs> there would be a lot of things to. A lot true. worse there things were, to wake up and. and have I think bloody. the worst part of it there's the then there was McDonald's on the floor, and I was like, oh, um, I did not go to McDonald's. Oh, in the morning. Yeah, that, that's what you regret in the <laughs> yeah, morning. Yeah. But Sudbury was internal like, food rape. It was super fun. That was one of the best days ever, though. And also, that was the, remember the boy that was driving us around? And I was like, oh, this boy's cute. And he's like, we'll take you in the van. I'm like, ooh, he might (laughs) like me. And then we get in the van, and there's like seven baby car seats. I'm like, oh, it is not happening with this dude. (laughs) It was not happening with this dude. Now, did you get get a drunken tattoo when you were at the Just for Laughs Festival? Well, it's not a drunken tattoo, but I did okay. get a tattoo. Yeah, someone told me that you, you you disappeared late at night. At, and no, the you... day after I did my gala, uh, I got a tattoo, and it's it's. I wanted to commemorate kind of that week. For me, I just off gala was kind of that one thing I always kind of wanted to do, and I got to do it. And um, so I got a tattoo. It says "vol," which is French for "fly," and it's uh, it's actually also a really pretty song about death. And I lost my mom a couple years ago, so it's kind of a tribute to her. And it's in French, which kind of commemorates my week in Montreal. And then the letters also spell out love. Oh, up, so okay. It's got a lot of meaning, yeah. All right. Well, and I, it's right across my forehead. I know you can't see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's on the radio. But... A lot of pancake right makeup next, on there. Right next to fuck off. Uh... No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> You've been traveling a lot, too. You went to uh, Europe. <laughs> you yeah, fuck I've had two trips to Europe in the last uh, four months, like 12 countries. And, and Did you do any stand-up when you were over there? Yeah, I did a, I did a bunch. I did some, uh, always in the UK. Like, uh, I did a comedy festival in England for two weeks and that was really fun. I got to do like a solo show for five nights uh, doing an hour in England, which was, you wow. know, they don't know me there. And and so that was a really big challenge. Uh, and it's like so reviewed? scary, but um, I did and it went really well. And uh, I mean, they're they're so great over there. I, I love England. Like they're, they're they actually get, they're so passionate about comedy. Whereas I find in, the, in Canada we can we can be a little apathetic. Well, there, I mean, there's just a, such a, a big theatrical history to to Britain in the first place. So, yeah. and it's such an old country that it's, it's so full of tradition. And I mean, but in and stand up as uh, like one guy talking on a microphone is pretty new over there. And so they're still sort of kind of excited. I mean, people refer to it as sort of the, the boom that happened mm. in North America in the 80s yeah. is just happening over there now. Or it's sort of now it's it, ending, it, yeah. it, it's sort of peaked and it's kind of ending. But now it's sort of like. Um, did you find you had to uh, adapt at any of the stuff that you did over no, there? No, I mean, a lot of my stuff is, it's not so much about where I'm from or anything. Like, I, a lot of it's just about my life experience and that. So I was kind of lucky that I don't think a lot of it I had to change. But other than, like, you know, and I'd say elevator and they're like, you mean lift? Yeah, yeah. And, like, weird stuff like that. Yeah, but, but they know what an elevator yeah, is. No, they exactly. watch Hollywood films. And, yeah. uh, and there's a couple of references. Like, I do a joke about Bob Barker and they have no idea who that is. And, oh, right, right. So, but, uh, I mean, not, not too much. And, uh... It's a, it's a little different, though. Like, I definitely found it to be a bit different, and I'd watch other comics, and I don't know why. Like, I have a, I cannot understand British comics. Well, there's some I find guys... their accents, some of the accents, I just, I have no idea what they're saying. Yeah, but you've, you've been to Newfoundland, and there's some comics there oh. where you're just like, oh can I get God. some fucking subtitles for you? <laughs> <laughs> you go and dance on a dock, you, you well, drunken fisherman. They go fisherman, crazy, but the audiences uh-huh. love them, and you know, why are they oh, laughing? Diddly. What did you just say? Oh, diddly. <laughs> Troll fucking law. But did you oh, watch? Yes, did you watch any TV over there? Because I almost found with like a lot of American, there's almost like a British parallel 
to uh, and so you could almost yes. like there was. Did you see the Jeremy Kyle show? No, but you know what my favorite show. I gotta say, uh, so I love like trashy TV. Like here, I love Teen Mom, which is oh, I mean, you know, it's you know, ah, you know of course, Jared. these Teen Moms who are like, "Where's my baby?" It's like your baby's in the sink where you left it. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> but the show they have over there, which is kind of their their Teen Mom, it's called uh, My Big Fat Gypsy Wedding. And yeah, it's a reality yeah. show. Uh, have you heard of it? Darren? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Oh, you've watched it? I haven't watched it, but I've heard of it. Yeah. Oh, it is so. It is. It's a reality show. Same kind of thing where it's about I guess these traveling gypsies uh, through the UK they, they get married at like 16, 17 are these like the gypsies like from Snatch that um, Brad, Brad Pitt played in Snatch I guess I haven't seen that yeah I think so you, yeah you've never seen Snatch yeah, that's so, true and, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Kathy yeah, get, the, get the reference I meant a vagina yeah <laughs> and uh, so and it just follows these kids around who you know they get drunk and married at 16 and uh, it's just so funny like there's the, the, the one episode I saw was about their courting process I can't remember what it was called but literally the courting what happens process. Yeah. so what happens and this is real in their in their tradition in their uh, religion I guess uh, at about 16 that's usually when the guy will go up to the girl and it's usually at weddings because that's the only time they kind of tend to meet because the other time they're all just like in their caravans driving I guess because <laughs> they are gypsies and so the guy will go up to the girl and will act, this is true, will grab her and take her out, like, will, like, carry her out of the hall, take her behind, like, a truck and kind of, like, make his, like, mark his territory, like, kind of have his way. Yeah. And this something? is real. This, no, this is oh, real. Okay. And uh, and that's his way of saying, like, you're mine. So rape, and, is, rape is marking is, your territory. Well, to it's, and he actually says, they ask him about it, and they're like, well, I know other people probably would, wouldn't really approve of, of this in our tradition, but I know other parts of... Other people's traditions, you know, we wouldn't do, which I assume he means like bathing and stuff like that. But it was pretty, it was pretty crazy. Do you think that that would work if he came to Canada and he just like, he just says, you, <laughs> grabs a girl, fucks her behind a van. My and territory. It's like, it's like, listen, this is all we do it in my country. There's something kind of romantic about it, though. I know. I don't know. It like, makes you feel special. It's like, this guy wants me that bad that he's willing to take me to behind a caravan. Very <laughs> romantic when it goes in the bum. Uh, Very romantic. <laughs> Uh, well, we're almost out of time, but I do want to. Uh, definitely... I'm so glad we got to talk about Gypsy, gypsy Wedding. That yes, was good. I'm yes, glad, yes. glad we sucked this in. Any, <laughs> any, any, anyone who actually was listening, is, uh, Jeremy Kyle is basically the equivalent of Maury Povich. Oh, so really? Any, yeah. yeah. So it's the, is it the same kind of uh, paternity test? Uh, lots of paternity tests. Yeah, lots of like, you know, oh, uh, I love it. You know, oh, uh, oh, how can you do that? No, you can. How can you? It was just like, yeah, just lots of yelling and shouting. But they, oh, I'm glad because people always think that the British are better than us, and I think we're oh, finding that they aren't. God, no. Oh, uh, you, no. The, <laughs> I'm British, and I won't even go there. <laughs> Yeah. Like the trashiest uh, British like people, it makes you feel so good to like. So good, yeah, yeah. Just I'm not one of them. That's so. why I watched Teen Mom to feel yeah. better about myself. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> if people want to get a hold of you, Trevor, or see any clips, your website. What's the best yeah, way? Yeah, I mean, uh, TrevorBoris.com is my okay. website. I have a brand new YouTube channel. Okay. And it's the Trevor Boris, and I have a, in Canada. I have a DVD out in stores, and uh, yeah, exciting. Well, you know I'm what? I'm usually in the bathhouses on Church Street on <laughs> nice. Saturday nights. You know, nice. uh, looking for snacks. I'm available. You know. We're going to play Dirty Bingo tonight, too. <laughs> yes. yes. We'll have a review of that next Hopefully week. Hopefully, we'll, we'll win a dildo or something. I think you get, do you win dirty prizes? Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, oh, my God. And I think there's a round where you have to get naked. I need a new vibrator so bad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, me too. Well, thanks, Trevor. Thanks for coming by. Hey, and thanks please, so much, guys. Please, whenever you have time, come back. Yes, please. There are some people who could bring world peace if they weren't so busy hating everyone. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Hi. 
Hi, this is K. Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost on XM Radio's Laugh Attack. Keep laughing. Get that shit out of your ears and put this shit in. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Okay, we're back from the break, and uh, that was a really fun interview with Trevor Boris. I know. There's always guys that I think we can keep around for a lot longer. I wanted mm-hmm. to get more into the... Uh, He's one of my favorite people that no, I've met in no, comedy. No, that was good. That we was didn't good. even get into, like, uh, bathhouse etiquette. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and, we should have, yeah. And, oh. and how to tap properly on the... What, what's the Morse code for, I for gay to, sex? I want him to come in and talk about his time in the Czech Republic, because it's interesting. Was it, like, hostile live? Or? <laughs> no, um, it's not hostiling at all. But it's, uh, I don't know if I want to say anything without his approval. Yeah, yeah, so. okay. So, yeah, don't. Yeah. He'll be back. He'll be back. All those fans that listen to Trevor, he'll be back. Trevor will be back. For sure. Um, I was, I, and I was nice. I didn't say anything bad about Video on Trial. I played no. nice. No, we've, we've had our nice. What are we supposed to say about Video on Trial? Everyone doesn't already know that it's yeah, like, exactly. who are these people to be arguing, telling these successful people that they're stupid? But uh, No, that's not my point. My point is they oh, should pay yeah. better. They yeah, should yeah, pay yeah. better. Well, it pays certain people. Like I, I think Trevor. Yeah. Trevor got. Trevor was one of the people that I, he got a producing job, so he got yes. he got stuff out of it. Yes. But you are right. Video on trial is not paying enough. Yeah, that's always been my big beef with yeah. any Canadian show business. When the show is successful, why are they not paying the people now that it's successful? The yeah. first couple of years makes a lot of sense. That you know, because of budgets, they don't know what's going to happen. But you know. But even like comedy now doesn't pay what comedy now doesn't you pay enough. Get paid. Comedy well, now should pay double what they pay. Well, I mean, especially when you heard what they got paid for the furry first season. Of yeah, fifteen hundred bucks or something. I don't even right? know if it was that. It was yeah. a disgusting yeah. amount of money for like, and those were like big established comics that yep. no one could argue with, like guys like you know Brent Butt and Chris Finn and Derek mm-hmm. Edwards. And anyways, so let's not get into that. But yeah, <laughs> but you know, unfortunately, it's Canada and America. Even even American television, the rates have come down significantly for the like the Comedy Central presents. And there's no what do you get for Comedy Central presents? I think it's like fifteen grand or something. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, considering it's ten times the population, that's not great money. It's true. Well, when, uh, one of the things that interested uh, me when Kathleen came back from uh, London this past weekend, mm. uh, she had an encounter with a uh, a gentleman who was a friend with one of the guys that wore... Girls. Girls who yeah. was arrested for selling meth. Or Stop, something. Dave. Okay, sorry. Jesus. Sorry, I just made that up. I just made that up. <laughs> that did not happen. That had nothing to do with anything. Oh, that, wow. Well, I, this is the club I don't play anymore. Maybe oh, I should start playing there more often. That nobody, did not happen. Nobody just was selling any meth this weekend but there was a gentleman a gentleman was yeah. very interested in in me after the show mm-hmm. and i have a joke about finger banging myself in a corner so right. he automatically said well i'd like five minutes in the corner with you and your vagina and then he said and i was gonna say cunt but i heard ladies don't like it when you say cunt so, I was like, okay. so were you at least appreciative that he watched your act and he could reference hey, it? Hey, he's a fan. That's all i'm saying i appreciate Can't choose your fans. fans i appreciate Can't choose your fans you know what it's more attention than they'd get walking down like in a subway station. Yeah, so come on. Right. But well, don't, don't set the bar so low. No, <laughs> it's not like I fucked him. Jesus. No, but I mean, you know, come on. But, but but one of the things that was, did you think that those were genuine pickup lines? Was no, he, genuinely... he was drunk and he was he was trying to be funny. I think that's the thing is that right. a lot of people will come up and try and be funny after a show. Yeah. And like uh, and try to get you into it. Like even. Like he was saying, don't ever let a guy know that you think that bum bum rape is okay. And I'm like, where are you? Where are you getting this shit from, dude? Like, 
Has a pickup line ever worked with you? A pickup line. Come yeah, on. Honestly, I know you guys don't believe this, but I really don't get picked up that often. Like, I'm a tall girl that's a little bigger. I'm not one of those girls that's in a club and the guy's like, hey, baby girl, I'd like to rearrange the alphabet and put you and I together. Like, it did. Would that, I don't, does that I don't ever know what that was. I've, yeah. <laughs> I, I've never been in, like, I've, I've never tried. I, I've always. Me neither. No uh, pickup lines. No. That's, it's lame. I, I've always got, you got to get to know me a little bit more and enjoy my personality before I yeah, try to approach you. I don't know. I've never really been picked up with a pickup line. I can't say I yeah. have. No. I've been picked up but with I mean, drinks. Uh, <laughs> of, well, that's different, yeah. <laughs> but think of what the level of intelligence if you could say, yes, I was picked up by this line. Well, I mean, but some lines must be, like, does ever a guy say a line to you? And you're like, oh, well, I've never heard that before. That's kind of creative or something. Does that no. ever? Not at all? No. I, I'm, I'm on being honest. Like, if anybody wants to tweet me a pickup line, go ahead. Yeah, but... tweet tweet uh, pickup lines to Kathleen. You Kathleen can, can... underscore McGee. Yeah, tweet me yeah. some pickup lines. And we'll read tweet... them on the air. Yeah, You can tweet me one, too. Yeah, so yeah. Why does it always have to go back to you, Dave? Oh, it doesn't always have to. Always got to go back to it Dave. Does. I, I, would have, I would be so suspect if a girl Dave, ever came Dave, has a dude up... ever came up to you with a pickup line that worked? Uh, no. Okay. But, I just want to bring it back I was to trying you. to think of a, if I've ever been, because sometimes they have comedy shows in gay bars, right. and I've always found gay audiences actually really good and quite raunchy as well. Yeah. And if you got lots of jokes, any, if and you Dave's got jokes. always disappointed when he leaves without being picked up at yeah. a gay bar. Well, Jeez. Yeah. But, uh, not true. But anyways, the, but, but, uh, I've always found that if you got jokes about porn, gay audiences love the porn jokes. Right. But, uh, I'm just always, uh. I don't like performing for gay audiences. Why not? I don't like performing for any audience of one thing, period. Oh, okay. I've so always had a problem with that. Like well, if it's all chicks or it's all dudes or it's all gay gay people or whatever, I just don't I don't dig it. I want a mix of a crowd so you get different because certain jokes are trigger points for some people and not for others. I did a show for John Paul who was one of our guests a long time yep. ago. And it was his birthday show and it was at a Caribbean restaurant so it was a very strong uh, black audience. And right. It was a, it was a little bit of a tragic show to begin with. It was not going well. It wasn't going well, and I don't know whose fault it was. But and then I went up, and I, the one thing that I found was that they started picking on one dude in the crowd. And then as soon as I said, "Oh, I've always," because his name was Sheldon, I'm like, "I've always wanted to date a black guy named Sheldon." You know, it's just uh, it's much easier to take that home. <laughs> right. Well, a white guy, and, a black guy with a white guy's name. Yeah, a black guy with a white guy's name. They were all like, oh, Sheldon, and they loved it. But well, one thing I would have to say about that show, I mean, that show that that Kathleen and I were at for Jean-Paul's birthday. Jean-Paul is a very mellow, very, you know, yeah. very slick, smooth oh, yeah. comic. Yeah, yeah. And the two comics that he introduced first were pretty quiet, sort of low-key guys. And then you need a sort of a balance of just like, hey, if I'm going to be the smooth-talking MC, then the first act should be a more... More like aggressive, Upbeat, sort yeah. of not high energy, yeah. but at and least then, more aggressive. And I was like, oh, and God, one Kathy. started bombing, and then he started um, saying he was bombing, and then he started getting a little bit racist. And it's kind of spritzing and saying, hey, I, I, I just can't make them laugh. Yeah, like it was weird. Like he was, he's a, he's of a race as well, but not. He wasn't black, but oh my God, it was an interesting show. That's all I could say. I got a free curry. I was happy. Yeah. It was good. Right. And, uh, well, you got paid, too. For the I got, yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Uh, but I, I, I would always be so suspect if uh, if a woman ever tried to pick me up or with some, some line like that. I don't think like any that. women would ever use a pick. I would never use a pickup line. Oh, well, maybe I did once and it worked. Well, I think uh, but it wasn't like a prepared pickup line. I just like I have a thing for mutton chops. I don't know what it is. I just like I don't know. Not the gross furry ones, <laughs> but like guys that are like, 
got tattoos and like shit and they go oh, oh fuck, yeah, if you've got right. that tweet me please but yeah. um but i saw a guy with those and i went up to him and i just i was wasted and i like rubbed his face i'm like i like the fur on your face that was my pickup line well so. i think biggest way a pickup line for any woman is hi and that's oh well wow she likes me that's, yeah that's that's all you I, li- I like the i like or the mutton chops me. on on women in the legs <laughs> around the around the vagina i like the mutton chops just those around the chumps? vagina yeah, yeah. <laughs> those yeah. are nice I, 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 I once went up to a girl i just rubbed him i said i like your fur you know what a and, lot of women like it when you call their vaginas mutton yeah, yeah <laughs> nice. mutton chops I, I sound retarded, you guys. I would always be worried about that being on like one of those like uh, sexy decoy shows where they, you know, they try to like oh, entrap yeah. you with like, you know, some chick would come up to Darren and then like his wife would be in like some some van, yeah. some van, and some like, oh my god, how could you? And, I yeah. never understood those sexy decoys. Number one, you're in the green room at a Maury oh, show yeah. where you're on a lie detector test, yeah. and some hot chick comes up to you that would never talk to you and is like, I want to suck your cock like right away, and yeah. you're like, yeah, like you're fucking right, you. Know. Nothing is suspect there. And another thing, who the fuck are these sexy decoys? Like, are they just interns at Mori or something? Oh, my God. How do you get a job as that? That'd be awesome. Part of your job description is how many words can you type per minute and somebody rub your chest every once in a while. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, can can you convince a sleazy guy from a trailer park that you would want to, like, bang him? Yeah. And this has nothing to do with pick your mutton chops. But this has to do with Mori. I know we're running out of time, but... I was watching a Maury episode. For once, it wasn't about paternity tests. It was about obese toddlers. Oh, but yes. It really pissed me the off. The kids do a fucking uh, sweat gravy. Yeah. yeah. But it really pissed me off because the kids weren't wearing clothes on stage. They were in diapers. Yeah. And they were in underwear. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why are you making these kids walk around without clothes I jerked clothes off that on? episode. <laughs> yeah, I always love those parents. It was like, terrible. <laughs> yeah. We like, to fe- put- we like to feed our baby Skittles. I was so grossed out by <laughs> oh, the fact terrible. that they made them parade around naked. Oh, it's terrible. But if or in clothes that were too... Cl- too close. You and, can, yep. Or too small for them. I'm like, there are clothes that fit these little kids. Like, this is disgusting. Yeah, Why like are you parading these? Oh, my God. I was like so grossed out. Haven't you ever wanted to get your kids to shut up by just giving them candy? Because I know there was like one friend of mine whose wife was sort of like, she was just like a candy dispenser to her kids uh, and just get them to be quiet. Yeah, but not Darren? Justin Bieber's mom. No, we don't give our kids a lot of candy. No. But, I mean, we, we know we let them play DS for a certain amount of time and that shuts them up. And I guess that's how we use it to kind of quiet them down every once in a while, but no candy. But my mom never let me have sugar or fun cereal, and it backfired on Oh, they on get her. fun cereal, because Daddy still eats fun yeah. cereal. So I, they get fun cereal. I was cereal. never allowed fun cereal backfired on her. I was allowed to see the sunlight for uh, 15 oh minutes. Oh, Shut up, Dave. Then I, I, was, was, uh, I was taken back down to my dungeon. Uh, I saw an episode of Oprah recently where the six-year-old kid was locked in a closet for, like, days. Oh, my God. And chain. It was fucking terrible. What is wrong with human beings? It was terrible. I was talking Ugh. to my mother on the phone, but I was more busy watching this show. And I'm Sick. like, sorry, I got to call you back later, Mom. Sick. I think it moved. <laughs> oh my god! No, it didn't. It didn't move. It didn't I've seen move your basement. I've seen your basement, Darren. It's quite nicely decorated. It is. Yeah. It is. You can throw Chains me in the cold storage and, for a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah, under the under the staircase. It's quite nice. Under the cans of tuna. Yeah, that I have from two thousand because I thought Y two K was going to happen. Oh, not one. Open. <laughs> I have eight thousand cans of tuna still. You do for real. I did Y2K. I bought like 50 cans of tuna. You were into that? You thought the world was going to end? I talked to Alan Park for five minutes Ah. a year before, and he had me all convinced. Have we had Alan Park on this show? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wasn't here for that. Yeah, it was fucking... We will have Alan back on soon. Uh, okay, unfortunately, we are out of time again. Uh, Thanks to our guest this week, Trevor Boris. That was a lot of fun. 
And uh, Who's next, next week? Uh, next week, our guest is uh, going to be your special interview with Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. we're doing that. Okay, cool. We did the uh, our interview with Bobcat a few weeks ago. We're going to present that, that for was Easter. Fun. Easter weekend. No better way Easter weekend than Bobcat Goldthwait, right? Wake yeah. up, Jesus. It's Comedy Easter. Comedy will rise Hurrah. with Bobcat. Oh, my God. And uh, this weekend, I'm not working because it's Easter. What about you, Kathleen? Where are you? I am religious as well, and I am not working or I wanted to work, but they felt. <laughs> uh, I actually will be in Oakville this Thursday. Entertaining it's working fun. every fucking weekend. No, yeah. that's not the, I'm one day in Oakville on the Thursday. Yeah. Nice. And then I don't know what I'm going to do, get up to on the, I'm sure there's a wagon out there that will fall off. All right. So. And uh, for our iTunes uh, friends, who, who we have new episodes up? Uh, I will put up the Peter Anthony episode, which was actually very, very funny. It was hard to choose what our Canadian Comedy Awards We always have be. them up, so go to the Facebook page to find the link. That's the easiest way to find the yes, iTunes yeah. stuff. Or iTunes, uh, anything goes on XM. And we're on search. Twitter, and we only have Twitter. 58 followers. It's really sad. And it's going to so. get bigger. Don't worry. Anything goes XM. Follow Man, us. If I, a, if I had a nickel for every time I said that. <laughs> uh, Darren said that. It's, it's going to get, get bigger. bigger. Don't it's worry. Get bigger. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, any questions or concerns, you can get us through the internet or telephone, uh, and also our webpage, uh, which is, uh, Dave, how do the people get a hold of you? Uh, DaveMartinWorld.com or find me on Facebook. And Facebook and Twitter, that's uh, where I am. I I'm love a- getting my fan messages, by the way. And uh, ComedyHorror.com for me. And this fall, uh, look, to, uh, look to our big tour. Myself, Kathleen, and Kenny Robinson are doing a super dirty tour right across the country. And in July, if you're in the Owen Sound area, the Owen Sound Comedy Festival will be happening again July 8th weekend. More of that will be coming in upcoming episodes. Until then, thanks for listening. And thanks to Paul and Victoria for putting the show together. We are out of here. Maybe my voice will be back next week. I don't think so. I smile and wave.